ain't a podcast that's flyer. You are now tuned in to Direct Misfire. Benson, you and Selick, tell everyone to tune in. Let's roll the dice, let me show you what we do win. A fantasy war game, play it smart and you win. What you know about the crystal pen and the retribution? Hero, hero, giants and knights galore. It's an adventure, this is Kings of War. Let's go. G'day champs, and welcome once again to another Direct Misfire Missive. I'm your host, Benson, and joining me today, as always, is Selick. Hey, hey. As we chat about the recent Aussie Clash of Kings, as well as upcoming hobby projects and Australia's largest slow grow. And we've got some convict tidbits for you too. So pull up a seat, grab a drink, and let's get into it. Happy New Year to all you champs who are listening, and Happy New Year to you as well, Selick. Yes, thank you. Happy New Year's to you. Thank you. And Merry Christmas. We haven't actually had a bit of a chat, so we were going to do a, an end of year special at one stage, but um, obviously life sort of over that December period is just chaos. Yes, and you may notice Hugh is not with us today because that's also part of the reason why we didn't do the Christmas thing, apart from all the family bizzo. He has decided to go and create one of his own. So he's got a little bebe. A little ratkin. <laughs> yes, little ratkin, who appeared just a couple of days after Christmas. Mm. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> so while he's caught up doing that, uh, we're not. <laughs> so let's talk about stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So Clash of Kings, uh, it was a big one this year. I think we had 64 entrants come from yeah. all over the country, which is pretty good. I think this is the biggest since COVID. Yep, checks so, out. So, like, slowly rebuilding. And I think the, the the good thing for me was that it really did come from everywhere in Australia and uh, even had our first international. Ooh. So, who flew in? Yeah, so Rob Sadler came over from Auckland in uh, oh. New Zealand. Right. Um, and... Since then, he's sort of had a couple of posts around on the Kings of War Australia forum or the, the Facebook group, mm-hmm. uh, and he's sort of stirring up a little bit of news over in New Zealand, so hopefully we can get a few more of the New Zealand crowd over next year. Might have to change the that Facebook group name to uh, Kings of War Anzacs or something. Yeah, I think they've got, got their own as well. Well, fine. Mm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Well, I didn't make this year's Clash of Kings, unfortunately. Couldn't get there and was very upset that I couldn't make it. Uh, but how did you go? So I actually went pretty well. Yeah, as, as we sort of mentioned, I was the only one out of the direct misfire family. So including mm. uh, our number one fan, Andrew, mm-hmm. uh, who yep. was obviously getting married at that stage. So. Yes, yes, life event happening. Everyone was just like life goals. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I ended up coming in at 14th overall, wow. which is uh, a pretty good. I think 17th was last year. So mm-hmm. slowly moving up. Yep. I think it works out to be like uh, 2032. I'll be first if i keep on that trend yeah <laughs> good luck to you <laughs> <laughs> no it was it was really really good um so this format was down into six games mm-hmm. uh which which is really really good uh the points limit was 2000 so made that six games feel really really comfortable was it six games last year i think it was six games last year but at 2300 okay Right. I think. I, I can't remember. I don't know. That was a long time ago. Yeah. But um, yeah, it just felt really relaxed this year. Once again, in the uh, same sort of venue that we had last time. So the food was terrific. The service was terrific. The space and the air conditioning was all great. Mm-hmm. Um, and you still had enough time to get down to uh, Convic as well. If you, um, sorry, CanCon, if you did want to <laughs> sort of check out all the stores. Mm. Good. Oh, you took your undead last year. Did you do the same this year? 
No, so I took the elves this year. I wanted to, so pretty much all of uh, 2022 I used undead. Yep. So I thought it's time to sort of mix it up a little bit. So get away from the, the Zombros. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went with an elf list and a little bit more speedy. So um, mm. yeah, so I took the Dracons, two regiments of Stormwind. So I thought it was a little bit quicker and a little bit more shootier, which is a, a bit of a, a strange combination, mm. but... Yeah, it sort of worked out okay coming in at 14th. Oh, good to hear. But the, the most important thing about this entire tournament was my first game. Ah, the grudge. The grudge. The grudge of all grudges. So <laughs> Dave Fanning sort of challenged me out there quite early. There was a lot of uh, smack talk from Dave, uh, which is not surprising. Yeah, it was uh, big noting himself. Yeah, but it's not surprising. It's just his personality. <laughs> no, so, so that was a, a lot of fun. And um, behind the scenes, obviously, there's no, no malice uh, between us. Of we've, course. We've just been dodging each other for a couple of tournaments over the years. And uh, we play each other on Universal Battles to help practice our list that we're working on and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it, it was just good to lock in that game first up to uh, mm. finally play in person. Mm. So, uh, yeah, we ended up playing and his halflings there, his beautiful halflings that you can sort Mm -hmm. of check out uh, on our Facebook. Yep. Yeah, it sort of went back and forth, back and forth. A couple of uh, mistakes early cost him and just got uh, my Dracons behind his lines. uh, And he was sort of scrambling from there. He made a very good game on it, but in the end, uh, I got up. Good job. Yes. So winning the first game is is always a a good thing because you always do fear coming to tournaments that you're never going to win a game more than the first game it was the grudge it was the like grudge. You, had, you had something on the line your integrity yeah before we'd even tallied up who won i reached across and inside a paper envelope i got dave to uh open it up mm. and inside was a pair of socks what with dave's face on it <laughs> right okay. and it was dave thanks for the points i'll try and remember you <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I had no plan B. If I had a lost... <laughs> Rub it in, why don't you? <laughs> I would have just had these socks. Uh, just wear, wear the socks yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a really good game. Dave's uh, a very good player. V- relatively new to the, the game as well. I think only mm-hmm. like two or three years. So, um, yeah, he's going to be a force uh, after a couple of years and obviously finding his yeah. play styles and things like that. So, well, it sounds like he needs a bit more practice. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so next up was uh, Danny Bird. So ah, yes. I got to play two of the most beautiful armies back to back here. Halflings as well? Yeah, halflings as well. So Danny ended up winning the, the best painted Mantic yep. army. So uh, yeah. It's Not surprising. Beautiful. So this one here was a little bit of a blowout at the end, but I must say, I think it was about turn two or three, I moved up my Dracons into an area and this stupid map had a hill with a fence on top of it. <laughs> yep, that's where I like to put my fences. Yeah, so I measured it out from uh, his aeronauts, and I'm like, oh, yep. so they're outside of 14. Yeah. And so then I was putting the, the Dracons down, and I was sliding around, and I was moving it everywhere. And in the end, I just pulled the fence out and put it down. Uh, I was mm. like, sorry about that, blah, 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 mm. uh, outside of 14. Anyway, it got into his turn, and it was like 12 inches. So I just moved it that much that it was in. I had sort of mentioned multiple times that my intention was to stay out of 14. It was literally the only thing that was in the charge range. And to Danny's credit, he said, yeah, you did call it out. Just move him back out of 14. Nice. That would have just deleted the game. Like That would have been a flank where they were. Um, with aeronauts this is the perfect example as to why you should uh, say what you're doing and Mm. so if you're intending to do something 
call it out to your opponent. Yep. And so there is no gray area at all. Yeah. So uh, credit to Danny, though, because it was such a, it was so far in, he could have very rightly just said, look, I know you said it, but it's like two inches in. Yeah. So, yeah, kudos to, to Danny. And I think I ended up getting up, up, we don't actually know the scores, uh, which is okay. one That's... of the weird things about the compendi- uh, companion app from Mantic that we use. Oh, it doesn't show it. Mm. It just shows the victory. Yeah. So, like, you fill it all in yep. and it sort of is doing the math in the background, mm-hmm. but at no point it's showing you what the outcome was. Okay. Maybe that's a feature that will be uh, added in later. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think it's all there. It's just going to be how is it going to be presented. Yeah. So, shouldn't yeah. be too bad. So, two from two at this point. Selec, the halfling slaughterer. I know. <laughs> I was must have been up the top because my next battle was against Ken Ferris, who's my nemesis. Uh-huh. Uh, I never seem to beat Ken. The uh, the current master? He is the current master. Um, yep. So, yeah, he had Varanger. Okay. And, yeah, it just seemed to work very well against my army. As I said, it was a, a pretty quick army, but it also shot a, a fair bit. And yep. most of his items all had stealthy. Yeah. So his two cav regiments, they had both stealthy. Both of his shooters had stealthy. And this was the point of the tournament that I no longer won first turn. <laughs> okay. So uh, Ken Ferris, first turn, he rolls exceptionally well and just shoots off a cav unit. Yep. First up. Yep. And I was just like, right, okay. Uh, and it sort of didn't go well from there. Uh, it got to the very, very end. Uh, I think it was at this point I was up to three snake eyes. <laughs> I had recharged my drac on horde into the rear of some archers and I'm like, all right, take them off. Did like 29 <laughs> wounds or something, <laughs> snake eyes. And I'm like, okay, mm, that's, okay. Yeah. it was just meant to be. This is how it's going to go. But yeah, Ken and I sort of discussed it. Um, in in the extra time that we had, mm. it was just a dominate circle against his army. It was a bad matchup, yeah, bad scenario for me, uh, and it didn't have the best start. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it it just sort of went there. I clawed it back. Just I managed to kill a fair bit of his items, mm-hmm. um, but just couldn't contest uh, in the end. So I think he yep. sort of got a very big win there, but still two wins, uh, one loss after day one. I was pretty happy with that. Losing against the master, yeah, you can't be upset with that, especially yeah, considering like, the master, the, the luck and the, the matchup. So yeah, that's fine. We'll just write that one off. Yeah. So um, popped back to the hotel, had a, yep. a refreshing shower. Yep. Uh, to get rid of that loss and the snake eyes, and then popped <laughs> back to the venue where uh, Matt Kroger and everyone else was obviously all there, and uh, the bar tab was running, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was good. People were playing poker and liar dice, and and generally just having a, a bit of a chat. So. Yeah, that was a great sort of night. Ended up getting kicked out of there. Everyone did, not just me. How, how late? I think it was 11.30. Ah, okay. So, uh, no, it was, it was a really good evening just with the lads. Uh, it was more Sounds like it, gentle yeah. chats more more than anything else. Apart from for the, the gronks, you know, the, the typical crew that sort of go out. Of course. Um, there is a, a messenger group that there were still messages floating around at around 2 a.m. So, uh, God only knows when they got home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I got back to my hotel, had a nice old sleep and, and woke up in the morning. Uh, Good. <laughs> had a chat to Spoon, who was there playing uh, his tournaments that he was playing. Sixth Ed. Warhammer. Yes, that's right. Sixth Ed, he was playing and loving it. Mm-hmm. And managed to come up against Keegan Cross, who's a relatively new to the game and a young fella hmm. uh, playing Undead. Yeah, it's not a name that I recognize. So hopefully he rocks up at some more events. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, I think he comes down with his dad yep. as well. So his dad was there playing as as well. So okay, yeah, uh, and ended up coming in there. He made some pretty big mistakes turn one. 
Um, so he moved up his Soul Reaver Cav into charge range turn one of mm, my Cav. Right. And given that it's Soul Reaver Cav... Yeah, you want to get rid of them. <laughs> well, you just want to cripple it, right? And then I could... Even if he counters me and takes me off, he'll be like 10 wounds, 8 wounds or whatever, yeah, and I'll be yeah. able to shoot him off. Um, so I had to take that. Sacrifices are made. Mm-hmm. Managed to get the waiver first turn. So um, Good start. <laughs> great start. So, uh, yeah, the other mistake that he had was, and obviously just because he's a new player, was he let my two regiments of Glade Stalkers on one flank go completely mm. unopposed. Right. So when it came to scout moves, I just moved them up the full 12, which got them obviously up to almost halfway or halfway exactly yeah and then i rolled the second turn for this one and managed to move up another six and then pivot 90 and they were now on a hill staring down the entire length of his army right um, that had slightly moved up so why this was important because his meat and taters was the uh, soul reaver infantry yep that were hiding behind blocks right so, okay trying to protect them yeah, which was the right move to make. Um, mm. But however, now I'm on a hill. I just ignored pretty much all of the cover that it was getting mm-hmm. uh, managed to start shooting them up. And for anyone who's not sure what Glade Stalkers are, they're um, elf ranged infantry with ranged four. And they also have elite with 24 inch range. So they, they're hitting pretty well. Mm. Yeah, so um, managed to just like, I think we the first turn I just picked off his Necromancer just so that he didn't have yep. some of those shenanigans there to help move his units. Mm-hmm. And then just started picking apart his hammers effectively. Mm, so yep. that's sort of how it went down. Uh, fortunately for him, uh, I snake eyes them twice. I think I ended them with 22 wounds on a troop um, and managed to still snake eyes and then it charged my <laughs> archers. But... <sighs> so so the luck continues <laughs> The luck continued I think that game I was up to six total uh, For the tournament Across all yep. four games Probably needed to Scrub a bit harder In the shower yeah. The previous day sure. <laughs> was not so good But a pretty big win Against Keegan I assume uh, Which put me up the top end I would assume Three wins Because yeah. uh, I got uh, Adam Story And his Ogres Ogres Not really a good matchup For the elves mm. uh, uh, tend to bounce a fair bit and adam has a he's a good player and mm. b he's got a lot of the uh defense six type units as well so um siege breakers siege breakers yeah so the siege breakers there just can't quite get them yeah uh, so charging them even even with my knights it sort of just puts a little bit of a dint and then they counter me and take me off i'm assuming you had the um the, the drain life combo to keep them yeah. boosted yeah, yeah, so had a couple of those. I think he had Nom and a couple of other units, but um, mm. and a couple of other Warlocks. So it just sort of didn't quite work out for me and uh, managed to get a, a loss there. So my second mm-hmm. loss, which put me up against Tony, who's uh, a player from Canberra. Yep. And yeah, so he was also playing Ogres. So okay. I'd freshened up with the Ogres on what to do. <laughs> and um, yeah, at this point, I just targeted absolutely everything at the warlocks yeah so just tried to take them off nice and early uh managed to get a little bit lucky on one of them so i shot nomagorok i think i did like three or four wounds in the first turn didn't do anything to him he had uh, all of his lightning bolts going everywhere mm-hmm. so two warlocks and nom as there is a fair bit yep uh but then charged him with so charged nom with my prince on a horse mm-hmm. uh did all three wounds and then rolled i think nine twice to take him Oof. off Nice. So yeah, that that was good. And then I shot off another one, which meant that there was only one inspiring source for that entire core. Yeah. That can 
obviously can't heal at that point. And then Tony uh, sort of was forced into a bit of a tough spot at that point and uh, had a charge against my uh, spears, mm-hmm. which I... He noticed it pretty late, but I managed to get a flank off with my um, palace guard with uh, crush strength two. Right. So, um, yeah, when, when you're coming up against a, a flank of that, that's 50 attacks coming in. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just that one of those moments where he was in a tough spot. He couldn't keep getting shot, so he made the charge and then sort of went, oh, no, that, that didn't work. Yeah. But, yeah, managed to get the, the win on Tony. So, I uh, finished up. Uh, with four wins and two losses. Yeah, which is... Pretty good. Solid effort. It's a solid effort for the elves. I hadn't played them in a long, long time. So, um, yeah, I was pretty chuffed with that. Well, you're an old hand at them, so... Yeah, that's I, it. I would assume it's uh, it didn't take long to get back into the groove. Yeah, I, I did enjoy the speed. I do miss my dragon. Mm-hmm. So, But I think dragons are very hard to take in a 2,000-point list. Yes. Um, yep. you, you really sacrifice your... Uh, tournament sorry your scenario play a fair bit when you take those so yeah yeah uh, not too bad uh, but the final rankings um so some guy that you probably never heard of jeffrey trash one <laughs> yep. that's whippersnappy's uh yep. i think he's played a couple of tournaments before yeah one or two he didn't just win he won by a long way so um, smashed it as is the Tracy way. Ten tournament points, I think he ended up okay. clear of second, which was Max K, which is Surprising. one of the Gronks. He was one of the ones that was uh, out pretty late, so I'm not sure where he went, but maybe he was blessed Maybe there. he was fueling up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Max uh, also had a halfling army, which is uh, very good. Mm-hmm. One of the most beautiful armies. I took a fair bit of uh, photos of Max's army as well. Mm. Uh, you can check that once again out on our Facebook uh, and one of a previous master, uh, Stephen Tuck, came in third with his ogres. So oh, he'd been dabbling. Right. Yeah, Tucky did well. Um, so he'd been dabbling in a few different armies over the last couple of years. And yep. I think for Cancon, he just wanted to, or Clash of Kings, he wanted to just get an army that's a bit more stable, reliable. Mm. Uh, and ogres definitely do that, right? So, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. He managed to go through. So one and two, Jeff with his Varanger, Max with his halflings, they went through. With a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. Max did drop one game, which was a draw in round four. Still pretty good. I think that was a, a mutual agreement because it was the other other guy that was out. Uh, so Adam Maskell. Kakwa. <laughs> Kakwa. Uh, but yep. yeah, I think they sort of went, hey, we've had a pretty big night. Do you want to just call it a draw? But uh, that's all good. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, and then Tucky's Ogres coming in third uh, dropped one game, which was uh, a loss to Jeff Galea, which is an old name from uh, many moons ago. Yeah, nice. Um, but yeah, just to round out the, the top 10, just really, really quick. So yep. uh, Luke Schaefer with his Salamanders came through. Ken Ferris that I lost against, uh, obviously, mm-hmm. in round three with his Varangor. Adrian Scott with his Dwarves. Then Age Zay with his Trident Realms. Uh, Adam Story, uh the other guy that I lost to yep. with his ogres and Andrew Goodman with Night Stalkers and finally Drew Moore with Elves. So that's a massive spread uh, of mm. armies in that top 10, which is something to be proud of, I think, for the Australian community. Mm. Yeah, I think there was a fair bit of good that came out of this. So we've already sort of mentioned that I played Keegan, who's a pretty young fella, and yep. there's a few... I think it was four or five guys from Geelong all came came up as well, and they're all relatively young compared to myself. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was good to see a little bit of young blood. And the, and the youngest was uh, Patch's son, 
uh, that sort of took over from oh, Patch. Right. Yeah, Patch okay. was obviously playing terrible. So uh, <laughs> young Torin, I think his name is, mm-hmm. took over from Patch and just said, get out of the way, old man. I'll take it from here. I'll show you how it's done. <laughs> so, yeah, they managed to uh, go through and I think they even won a game uh, relatively oh. late on day two. Yeah, I think against uh, David Cross. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so I think they had a great fun. And Patch has since sent me an image of young Torin reading through a rule book. So, uh, yeah, that's just... That's a slippery slope. Doing what Patch doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I think everyone had an absolute blast. I don't think there's been any sort of negative connotations that came out of Clash of Kings. The only sort of blip in the radar was that round one, we were using the the companion Mm -hmm. uh, and the companion just really didn't work at the start. It was freaking out about how to match up. I think it was the biggest tournament they'd used or something. Okay. Um, But to Mantic's credit, uh, they had scrambled the Jets on our time, so I'm not sure what it was over in the UK, mm. to manage to get it done by round two or halfway through round one. They'd wow. fix it all up and yeah. That is so good. um yeah, that was great response. And then from that point it was it was clear all the way through to round six and yeah. Fantastic. Well it sounds like I don't want to miss another Clash of Kings again. <laughs> no. No, definitely not. So uh, no, it was an absolute blast and I guess the detractor from me was that I didn't really have the crew. There. You didn't um, have your team. I didn't have my crew. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I did miss uh, Hugh talking about his Rat King constantly. <laughs> Do you though? Obviously, you talk <laughs> talking about how exhausted you were the final round. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But uh, Spoon sort of did did help me along there. He still understands the the game, so managed to listen yeah. to my complaints and things. But <laughs> good old Spoon. To sort of close it out, I did win a trophy. Oi, nice. Managed to get the the most unlucky. So. By the end of round That's six. It's not a trophy that you want to win. <laughs> no, it's not. I had eight snake eyes uh, and two double six waivers in the first turn. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. I think you deserve something, <laughs> even if it's that. <laughs> Wow. Oh, it was still still a fun event. Good job, regardless. Yeah. Yep. So, speaking of the amount of armies that were at Clash of Kings and how well spread it was, Croja, the magnificent TO that he is, has been organising a slow grow, a nationwide slow grow. Do you have, have you got details on that one? Yeah, I do. So, yeah, it's it's quite a I wouldn't say complicated, <laughs> but it's pretty simple. Uh, he's just going to post up a a post which came out today, which is uh, mm-hmm. the first of the second. Yep. And each week he's just going to be uh, putting a post up and it's just for us to share an image of what we're working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's a Mantic product, you gain almost like tickets into a raffle uh, and then each month a ticket will be drawn and a, a prize will be given, mm-hmm. um, a Mantic prize. And at the the very, very end, you can accrue all your different uh, raffle tickets through various different ways, which is all documented on the website, which is uh, kingsofwaraustralia.com. Yeah. Free plug there. <laughs> but yeah, you can sort of get through. And at the very, very end, if your name is drawn out, you'll win $500 Australian. Dollary dues. Dollary dues uh, into uh, Mantics, like a Mantic voucher. So yeah. Yeah, pretty good. That's a pretty good prize. It's a great prize. Uh, I think just recently, though, Kroger's actually said, hey, I just don't want to support the people that are collecting Mantic. Well, that's obviously Mm. the the purpose of it all. Mm -hmm. Um, So he is going to be doing a monthly prize for people like myself that aren't collecting Mantic this year. I mean, I would like to do Mantic as well, but I'm waiting for bloody Abyssal Dwarf Berserkers, which just... I'm not going to get those metal ones. Mm. I want some nice plastic ones, but please, Mantic. Well, Ronnie did post uh, that they're working on it, so that's that's good news. Hurry (laughs) up. 
but because of uh, Croger's response of, uh, I'm not going to let people who aren't using Mantic models mm. out of the lurch, they'll have a chance at the, the monthly prizes. That sort of motivated me to join in and try and finish my non-Mantic fancy beastman as well as... I'll go two for one. Uh, Viv's army. I'll make sure his is done as well. <laughs> yes, the Basileans. Hmm. Hmm. So that, that's it's going to be. It's a really good way to just keep an entire community, I guess, across a, a massive continent. Yeah. All moving exactly the same way. So um, I encourage everyone, if you're on the fence about it, just jump in, start to share some miniatures, even if you don't say have the cash to complete a whole army in time. That's okay. Just. Just whatever you've got, just keep plugging away. As long as it's progress. Um, so it's all about just being a part of a, a big community, which can be a, a very healthy thing to do. And so hopefully by this time next year, there'll be a whole slew of new armies to see at events and tournaments and to be proud of. Hmm. Indeed. All right. What else have we got to chat about? So that was one major event down. It was. And you've got some details on Victoria's big event, Convict. Yes. Convict, so that is coming up, and obviously we'll probably do a bit more of a an episode about it. Yeah, in depth, a bit more yep. coming in, but uh, mm-hmm. it has been sort of locked in from a dates perspective uh, in July fifteenth and sixteenth. Okay, the the biggest thing that we can sort of take away, and if if you're a part of the community back when we ran uh, the last couple, uh, I've put out, I've jumped on board just to help out AG and Jeff, just around some I guess publicity and yep. some organisational type things just to help them along because life is is difficult. Mm -hmm. But we managed to put out a couple of surveys last year and to get some feedback about what people actually want. Uh, So there is going to be a couple of big changes. Uh, We're pulling it back to one points limit this year instead of, I think two years ago, it was three points limit. So you'd have to have three different armies. And uh, that was what the feedback was from some of the new players was that it's quite difficult to build three, to understand three. It was just a bit much. Um, and also across when you're looking at like a Saturday and a Sunday type event, you, you generally mm. just go, oh, I only really want to play the 2,300 points, for example. Mm. So this year we've, we've moved it all the way back to one points limit, okay. which is going to be 2,150, Okay, which is good. The other sort of feedback was that, man, there's not many good food places around other than McDonald's, which is across the road. Yeah. Uh, and if you're anything like myself, you don't want to look at a McDonald's for the next no. year uh, <laughs> after eating it twice. So inside the registration, so your $50 to, to play both games, yep. it, lunch is going to be provided with the, the barbecue lunch, which they did a few years back as well. Nice. So that that's, that's all going to be good. Yep. So you'll have your barbecue while the, the paint and the player's choice goes through. We will be running through all of the scenarios early so that you'll be able okay. to prepare you'll know what list to sort of build for those scenarios so everyone's going to be on exactly the same same sort of level and do we know how many games it's going to be six games this year six okay so we've pulled it back from seven the the feedback previously was you just exhausted game one uh, game four day, on day, day one, one. Yep. so literally day one will finish at around four forty-five to sort of around that area five o'clock yeah um which is much better uh, for people like you and myself. We can probably pop yep. across the road into the hotel, yep. freshen up, and then have a counter meal at the pub that's over there, and and then pop back for a couple of drinks and games if we mm. sort of need to. That sounds much better. <laughs> yeah, and, and likewise on the the, the next day, yep. uh, that's going to be even better for the interstaters. They can sort of fly home. So mm. I think game six is going to be finishing a little bit earlier. So that's going to be at four fifteen. Okay. So yeah, people will be able to get their flights, and I know that that was a massive issue. Last 
last year. So yeah, trying to yeah. cater for absolutely everyone all over Australia, not just inside Melbourne. Sounds good. There is going to be one thing that I'm not going to go into too much, actually. Okay. Uh, okay. I want it to be a little bit of a, an Easter egg inside the pack when that comes out. Ooh. But we will have something that is called the Burden Bowls Blessing. Ooh. Okay, I am That's it. intrigued. Intrigued. Interest peaked. So, uh, yeah, just you'll have to check that out, make sure it's Some in there. Some sort of bonus, I'm guessing. I don't know, speculate. Could be. Could very well be. Uh, so, yeah, the stereotypical sort of uh, tournament rules that are going through there. The terrain it is going to be more reflective of what was used at Clash of Kings. Okay. And once again, just like Clash of Kings, we're going to be using the Mantic Companion uh, for absolutely everything. So, yep. Uh, you'll be able to create list online, uh, then submit it online, and, and obviously the, the TOs will get it as well. Follow along. Yeah, so pretty cool. Mm. Um, and I think that's about it. Yeah. Uh, so we will be doing a lot of different prizes. Uh, the presentation scores have had a bit of a rejig. I know that that was a bit of a talking point last year. <laughs> it is always a talking point, regardless of yep. what event. Yeah. And I'm sure it still will be, uh, but hopefully not yeah. as uh, big of a talking point. Uh, so hopefully everyone sort of gets on board and, and gets over that. So, um, yeah, just sort of letting everyone know right now. Uh, obviously, we'll do a bit more of an episode later, but July 15th and 16th. Mm-hmm. Book it off. Get your brownie points ready to go. Uh, get your flights over. It will be a fantastic weekend. Start writing lists, I guess. Yeah, 2,150. Very interesting point level. Pretty much gets you one more unit or a goblin probably gets two. Or yeah. six extra magic items. <laughs> <laughs> if you may. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I think we might leave it there for our first episode of 2023. <laughs> 2023. Thanks for everyone for listening and yeah, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks guys. Thank you for tuning in with my team. Make sure you follow on Facebook and Twitter. Yes, indeed, more than a game. It's a lifestyle, yes, sir. Hope you realize that the math hammer doesn't work. <laughs> we give the people what they desire. Australian war gaming podcast, direct misfire. You don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, we got plenty more. If you're ready, let's go. Stay tuned, that's for sure. Hey. We, we really do just talk crap.